Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, the Nostradamus of professional wrestling, Scott, as well as a longtime contributor, a good friend of ours, co-host of, John, what's your podcast? You can't beat the classics. You can't beat the classics. John, <laughs> other known as The Lamp. We're coming from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things AEW to WWE to ring of honor worldwide this friday morning guys it's been a crazy couple months a lot of things going on Mm. scott and i figured we got death before dishonor this weekend the first ring of honor of event not even pay-per-view event under tony khan aside from supercard of honor um we're gonna be there it's in lowell at the sonas arena up in mass how we doing guys it's been a bit it has been uh we're doing good obviously like you said, it's been a little crazy for both of us, um, but we definitely felt that with ROH coming back and being in a pretty, you know, centralized location for all of us, be a good idea to go watch this and see how uh, the new ROH runs with uh, Tony at the helm. So it's funny this was brought up because when, the day I bought tickets, I was thinking it was in the, um, the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Like they've always right. held it. And then I think John told me, they were holding this in the saunas arena. The Sangus Arena. And you, and you were surprised. You were like, wait, it's not in the auditorium? <laughs> well, you got to remember, uh, Ring of Honor, even when we go, there's still be a lot of open seats at the auditorium, but a lot of people right. would still go. This tells me that I think this, this move alone says a lot, mm-hmm. especially with Lowell being a focal point for Ring of Honor events. You know, just like Boston and Providence were focal points for, you know, WWE events. Yep. And, you know, Florida is a focal point for, like, Jacksonville is a focal point for AEW, et cetera, et cetera. We can go down the line. But they're going to a big arena. It's going to be a blast. I mean, Ring of Honor's back, guys. I know. I'm very excited for this. Um, the last Ring of Honor show that I went to uh, was in Philly uh, when I went to the Rumble uh, at the, uh, the old ECW house. That was... That was one hell of a show. Wow. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they got. Uh, we got, what, seven matches so far on the card. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited to go see what's going on here. Yeah, remember, Sam, when we went to that AE, oh, no, uh, Ring of Honor New Japan uh, event a few years ago? War of the Worlds? Pretty much, right da- pretty much right down the street from where we'll be. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. not far that's actually one of the first, well, we went to a couple events together, but that was our first Ring of Honor event. That was the event that really cemented me where I am as a wrestling fan, where it was like, okay, we got WWE, but then I was like, oh, this is very PG related at the time. You know, we were talking, excuse me, 2018, you, Alex, and I, we went to War of the Worlds, and we got to see the Bucks when they were, I don't want to say at their prime, but like when they were exploding with New Japan and Ring of Honor, you know, Kenny, we got to see Cody, who had just came over from WWE to AEW. Uh, Ring of Honor New Japan. We saw Jay White before he was the found, you know, was the leader of the Bullet Club. You know, I think we saw the, uh, I think we might have seen the match that really sticks out. It was Cody, Jay White, and Chuck T for one of the mid card belts. Wow. That's one hell of a triple threat. Yeah. And this is before, before AEW probably was even an idea. No. Yeah. It was because that was the year that yep. Kenny won the title, I think. Because all in was September of that year, and I think we I think we went to this event in like April ish. I yeah. want to say around there. Yeah. So we this did. is before 
a lot has changed since then, you know, yeah. including including the <laughs> ownership that Ring of Honor falls under now. Yep. I'm really curious to see where the ownership goes. Obviously, we're talking about this, you know, it's it's July. We've only had two Ring of Honor events this year, obviously, with the change of hands, you know, the sale to Tony Khan. Um, the Warner Media Discovery, I think that's another big part. You know, and you know, let me just jump into that right there because the Honor Club come back for in the fall. We were just talking about $10 a month, et cetera. But we're also looking at the merge with Warner Discovery. And Warner Discovery has a lot of liking of what AEW and Tony Khan have been doing. Where they've, we've talked about this personally, because obviously we haven't podcast in a while, where Warner Media was like, we want you to do more pay-per-views. We're not going to tell you to, but we think you should. So with that being said, does Honor Club last or does it become a streaming service with AEW's content as well in the future? I'm wondering if, because right now, Tony Khan, I, I feel like it's almost like the same as the inception of AEW. Like AEW had a few like pay-per-views and everything before it finally got its uh, cable TV show with Dynamite. So I feel like he's trying to do the same thing with Ring of Honor you know, do a number of events. And then once it's established, either maybe a third cable TV show for him, or I'm wondering if they do something with Honor Club on HBO Max, maybe I think is a consideration. So it'll be interesting to see when he decides to finally kick off like Ring of Honor, like as its own entity. I think the one option that is off the table, two options that are off the table with who Tony Khan is with the relationship Warner Discovery, they will not be putting this on YouTube and they will not be doing this on Fight TV like they've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at Ring of Honor. This is this is going to help grow the relationship between the cons and Warner Media. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, the HBO Max <laughs> uh, possibility is really interesting to think about. It would be nice to have another dedicated, you know, streaming platform that has wrestling on it. Because obviously, for those of us in the U.S., we have Peacock for WWE Network. And, well, it's thankfully gotten a little better. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was a little rough. Uh, but I, I, part of me has a feeling that if everything does go to HBO Max, that this actually would prob- probably be a much smoother transition. Because I learned from the mistakes of what happened pr- uh, with other companies. I would, I would make the argument, I'm like, uh, so with HBO Max, I think that might be the best option. Again, we're flooded with streaming services right now. Yeah. Um, and as a wrestling fan, don't get me wrong, they're getting my $10 a month. I'm one person, though. <laughs> you know, I think it could be beneficial to just throw it on HBO Max and have like a wrestling section. Give, mm-hmm. it, give it a name. Give it a creative name. I don't care what it's called. You know, the AEW section or whatnot. But you could have Ring of Honor. You can have AEW. Down the road, who knows? Maybe maybe Warner's like, you know, I think wrestling is, there's definitely money in it. Maybe we can bring Impact on board. Maybe we can get another promotion on board. You know, Booker T's promotion down in Texas. Um, GCW, highly doubt it, but I'm just throwing ideas out there. Yep. That might be the best way to go, or at least keep AEW and Ring of Honor. If they decide to keep them off of Max, they need a streaming service together. Correct. I think at this point, wow. they kind of have to um, because they're both owned by Tony Com. He's going to want to keep them close together. Whether he fully separates ROH as its own thing or if it turns into a feeder company for AEW, yeah, uh, whatever. As long as we get a chance to watch these people grow as competitors and put on some great matches and have people filter in and out for storyline purposes, 
I'm all for it. Now, if they went the route of if Tony Khan went the route of another show on cable, te- another show on cable television, that gets tricky because like, where do you fit that into the week? Because you have you can't do Monday nights. You can't do well. I mean, you have your Wednesday night and then you have your Friday night. Slide it in Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday Friday. Yeah. Like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Thursday seems like the best option. Yeah. I mean, Thursday could be the best option. I mean, obviously you have to worry about impact, but whatever. If they have an agreement, they have an agreement. The other option, I the, the worst case scenario at that point would be Tuesday and you go up against NXT. But again, you can't go Mondays. You can't go Wednesdays. You could even do Saturdays, though. You could do a weekend show. I mean, hell, WWE started with WWF uh, Superstars. It's a Saturday morning show. That's how I discovered wrestling. That'd be a perfect way for some young kids to be able to discover some type of wrestling on on Saturday mornings. I think that'd be another interesting uh, place for a uh, wrestling show. You ready for a six six day week of live tweeting, Scott? Uh, If I have to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like I haven't been doing it for the past four years, Sam. More than a full-time gig there. <laughs> yeah, I think um during like WrestleMania week, I think we tweet like <sighs> 10 to 12 days in a row, just covering everything, like the stuff before, through, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's insanity. But it's fun. That's why we do it. That is that is the case. So I want to hop into this card. I mean, we could be talking about this all day. Very short card, but I think going off of what we've talked about, I think this is the beginning of, you know, everything. Uh, they obviously have AEW talent involved to kind of bring in the AEW crowd. Yep. They have, you know, Ring of Honor originals. We have the Briscoes, who are the only officially signed long-term contract. Ring of Honor talent. So we have seven matches. The first match is the pre-show. It's that, what the hell is it called? They gave Zero it hour. I was like, Zero I really like Zero that. hour. Yeah. It's, I, I heard that on, on uh, AEW last night. I was like, wait. I really like, I don't know if it's, that's been a thing for them because I haven't really paid attention to ROH for a while, but if that's the case, then that's, that's, that's good shit. I like it. So it's funny. We kind of skip the pre-shows most of the time because it's kind of going, you know, if you're under, you're under, you're not, you're not, if there's no match, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, I'll see you throughout the show. I'm kind of upset. We're not going to be watching this at home to listen to Ann Riccoboni. That's true. You know, one of my favorite voices in the industry. Mm. and be able to talk about everything uh, something about i've told this to you scott john there's two two people in this world that can do solo commentary in wrestling joey styles and Anna riccoboni yep but the oh, zero i didn't hour. even re- i didn't even realize that that they're having their their announcer yep their commentators i should say i know they had their ring announcer because he pops in on he pops in on dynamite and like rampage every now and again bobby cruz um, um yeah. But uh, both Ian and Caprice have both they, they both showed up sometimes for uh, ROH matches too. So it's they're trying to. Yeah. I, I like how they they try to reintroduce them to the to the crowd, and then whoever buys the pay per view will be like, "Oh, I know these guys. Okay, perfect." And then they just keep on going. Yeah, makes me makes me wonder if they're gonna have obviously uh, Paul Turner because he was a Ring of Honor ref forever before he came over. And oh, who's the big? True. Who's the guy that we always would scream about? Your precious little Todd. What's his name? Todd. Todd. Um... <laughs> I forget his last name. I want to say Pettengill. I don't think that's right. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's like the head ROH guy. Uh, ref. Todd Sinclair. Todd Sinclair. That's right. Sinclair. Sorry. Yeah. 
every oh. single time I've gone to a Ring of Honor show, the crowd, every time like Paula called out, I was like, no, we want Todd. Todd comes out, please loses their <laughs> yeah. minds. Yeah. Yeah. So zero hour match. We have going off of our reliable source of Wikipedia. Of course. Um, <laughs> Allison K taking on Willow Nightingale. I haven't seen Allison K in a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna show a little love here for for Willow Nightingale. Uh, I've watched her multiple times in the Indies when I lived in Massachusetts. She used to wrestle for Beyond, uh, and she just has it. You know that that it factor. It's like she just comes off so pleasant and so and she's such a good wrestler too. And the fact that she's she I know she was kind of getting big in ROH before they. You know, the ownership changed and now she's been shown on AEW a whole lot. And now she's back in ROH. Makes me wonder if she's going to be, you know, an ROH talent again, like she was towards the end of the previous ownership. I think, I think that'd be a great place to put her. Um, she could easily be a championship contender within weeks, months, you know, just I'm, 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 I'm real happy for her. I'm excited to see uh, that match. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that one. So Willow's been on quite a bit. Actually, Rob and I, we saw her in Boston and get beat by Red Velvet and the crowd lost it. Like they were. I remember that. Yeah. They they turned on her when I was watching on television. I think I even texted you. Wait, is the crowd really booing her that bad? Yeah, but I think. I think some of this talent kind of going off what we were talking about, you know, you reintroduce people to like Bobby Cruz and, you know, um, in Rigabani, I think some of the talent that they've had on TV is going to be permanent Ring of Honor talent, right? Or at least long term Ring of Honor talent. Will- Willow Nightingale has a perfect opportunity to be the baby face of the women's division, absolutely. Absolutely, that's my take. She's taking this match, she's going to be the baby face, yeah. I think it's a so fun too. opener, yeah. Allison K, if I remember correctly, I, I obviously don't see a picture in front of her. She we remember her from uh NWA, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I think that's the most recent company that she's been with okay i've heard i've heard the name a few times i don't know too much about uh allison k but if if i have to, if i had to go with somebody in this match i'll probably go with willow nightingale mm-hmm. um she's been i know she's been on uh different aew programming for for a while now mm-hmm. she's appeared a few times she was just on this past wednesday on dynamite in a tag team match um which yeah so I'd probably go with her. Golden. Golden. Good kickoff. Mm. We're going to go um, go from the bottom up because they decided to put this. They, they put the main event at the top yeah. of the card. I don't know don't why know they why. did that. Yeah. Uh, whoever, whoever put this Wikipedia page together. <laughs> so, let's, let's, so let's clarify something. I think this, this match here is going to hint at a lot. And I know Scott is giddy like a schoolgirl right now. <laughs> they announced randomly that the six-man tag titles are in being defended. The Righteous, you know, Vincent, you know, Rhode Island local, uh, Bateman and Dutch taking on Dalton Castle and the boys. Another ROH original. Very excited to hear when I saw that that graphic go up that Dalton's still there. Uh, I hope they've signed him to a long-term contract at some point. Uh, it's a, it's honestly a travesty that he has not been on AEW. Um I don't know, actually, ever. I don't know if he's ever been on AEW. If he has, maybe in like one of those Battle Royals. But he he is an amazing talent, and the stories uh, watching him through ROH, it's just 
God, he just needs to do more. I really hope that they they push him up once they get he, going. He is. He was at Battle of the Belts too. He wrestled Grisham for the title. That's right. Good call. Good call. Do you remember? We actually saw the title change hands. We did, and actually, I think we saw yeah. somebody who's a champion here hold the title because he was part of the kingdom at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw the title change hands at that very at that very event where we were just at. Nice. So interestingly enough, I think Lowell, Massachusetts, for some reason, Ring of Honor has done a lot. Actually, even NXT, I think the big Samoa Joe won Correct. the title. He, in yep, the- he won the NXT championship from Finn Balor, and I remember um, – yeah, just hearing about that and like how the internet exploded that night because nobody because it's a house show. You never switch titles at a house show. And holy <laughs> shit, that was like when AJ, AJ Styles won the uh, the US title against Kevin Owens at the the Garden, I think. Right, big deal. I mean, the Garden is um, kind of like the exception to the rule because it's the Garden. <laughs> yeah, but I think here, if we're gonna we're gonna make a choice here, I think the Righteous stay. This is their chance to have a team, mm. like have a dominant faction. Kick off with that. I mean, obviously, we have Tully and his boys there. Yeah, they're definitely uh, the Tully, <laughs> Tully Enterprises. Yeah, his boys are definitely, uh, you know, will be if they keep these six man tag, you know, the six man titles going, which I hope they do. Um, I can definitely see that group eventually challenging and probably winning those titles. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you guys is that I, I feel like the Righteous will probably keep the title here, but something I've wondered is that. These wrestlers that are walking in as champion for this pay-per-view, they haven't had many times to defend it over since Tony like really acquired them or since their last event, which I think was uh, what Supercard of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then prior to that was Final Battle in December. Yeah. Right. I, I, I know that some have been defending titles during like other promotions. I know Jonathan Gresham's yeah. defended the ROH title at a few different places. I think he even did it on Rampage a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, some of their previous champions, if they didn't sign, they dropped the titles at um, at one of the pay-per-views and then whoever, you know, whoever's won them, you're right. They're, they really haven't had many defenses. So hopefully this is just the beginning, you know, of getting them more reps with the titles. I think you'll mm-hmm. probably see quite, not quite a few, but, you know, at least at least a few of the titles most likely changing hands here. Yeah, I can definitely guess. see that. I, I can see probably guaranteed one. And I think I know which one we'll, we'll talk about that once we get to it. But for me, I can definitely see two to three out of here that could possibly change hands. I mean, it, even also, it could also be this one as well, because if the righteous aren't staying, then you could see Dalton and the boys take it. Yeah, because again, going back to the, the Briscoes, only people signed with Ring of Honor. Everyone right. else, even Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a and Jay Lethal. They're both AEW talent. Right. I don't know how Tony's going to handle different contracts there. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not going to put you know too much faith in my picks. Not saying I don't. I'm not behind them. But like, there's still a lot of unknown. Right. You know, we may not even see them. In, I mean, this when was this officially announced? Like, not even a month ago. I think you're right. Yeah, I think me, probably yeah. like the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. And as we record this, it's the 21st. Yep. So. I mean, I, I'll be curious to see. Um, look, I'm all open. I'm excited. Ring of Honor shows yeah. have been the best shows that I've gone to. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited yeah. for the show. Um, following that, we have the uh, the women's title, Serena D. Pig on Mercedes Martinez. Um, this is a tough one because Mercedes is a great 
great champion. Mm-hmm. But also, like, Serena is way overdue. It's true. And I like the fact that they kind of see we talked about this, I think, last year. I mentioned that we need to make sure that when we introduce these ROH people that we have them on Dynamite, have them on Rampage and kind of start their stories and start going with stuff to make people interested to want to watch, want to go or want to buy the pay-per-view for the show. And I think this this match has done actually one of those. It's done a good job. They started off as tag team partners. Then they turned on one another. Now they're fighting each other for the title. It's it's a good pick. I can honestly, I think, uh, as much as I love Serena Deeb, I really can see Marce- uh, Mercedes taking re- retaining her title. Same. Uh, I almost feel like it's time for. Uh, I think. I mean, AEW has has their women's champion uh, Thunder Rosa. You know, it's her reaction from the crowd has been kind of mixed during her title run mm. i think you don't really know where where they lie i think i think it's time for a, at least one heel women's champion so i think serena d she's good you know as far as uh like being a heel you know her in, in ring work is not bad either but she can get the crowd to like dislike her mm. and so i i think for me i think serena d could have a good heel title run with this with this with this championship you make a very compelling argument and and you're right <laughs> because we talk about heel um women's champions like Britt baker obviously but the crowd loved her so yep. she was like the cm punk of heel uh, heel champions so yeah serena it's a universal hatred i mean honestly i respect the shit out of her because i love i i always love heels and Mm-hmm. Especially a really good one that can make the crowd hate you, not like go away heat like Ty Conti, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I mean honestly, like I, I'd be happy with either one here, but I really do. I, I like your argument that you're putting about about Serena Deeb. Yeah, I think I think it's time to like that's no dis, that's no discredit to Mar- Mercedes Martinez, right? Um, like I think she they just had. I don't remember how long ago that match was where they had the uh, they determined the undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Champion. I think yeah. it was on an episode of Rampage, like maybe a month ago or so. Yeah, it's when they had Diana Brazo come over because she was the ROH champion after winning it from Roxy before Roxy went to NXT. And then they had Mercedes, was it against Willow Nightingale, I think? I think for so. For the interim championship. And then they had... Diana come over and do the job and Mercedes has run with it since it was sinful. Let me clear right now, boys. It was sinful <laughs> the way the crowd reacted to Diana. Oh my God. There, there was no reaction. And, and I remember mm-hmm. texting you. I'm like, wait, is this crowd broken? Like, how do you, how do you not cheer or at least react to the virtue also? I mean, come on. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we we were following Impact for a while, and there was one pay per view. It was her and Taya Valkyrie for the women's title. Diana's no slouch. She's like a tech master. Incredible to watch. She was she was going oh, way over a year or something like that with her title run. Yeah, we better see Diana come over to Ring of Honor, do some magic. But we want to talk about magic already. Match of the night, calling it right now. If I'm wrong, shoot me. FTR. <laughs> The Briscoes, two out of three falls for the Ring of Honor titles. The fact that this is a two out of three falls match already, I'm going to have to get some heart medicine because I don't know if I'm going to be able to take it. I'm going to be there, Scott. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think FTR retains because they just got the titles. Absolutely. I, I don't, I think the world outside of obviously WWE, they really want to give this, this tag team their due. Mm. So they're really going to, it's like, you're the best tag team. We're going to let you guys run with all these titles and do all these things. So I think we put it on another banger with the Briscoes, a lot of fun, but FTR retains hands down, unless I'm wrong. I mean, it's tough because the Briscoes signed that exclusive contract and it's like the Briscoes are ROH when it comes to the tag team division. And as much as I want, you know, FTR to hold all the belts, I don't know. This this could be one of those things. And if I remember correctly, I think the Briscoes in two out of three matches win a lot of them to nothing. So I don't know. Uh, but I agree with you. This is definitely going to be the match of the night. Uh, and oh, the, I can already see the near falls and my, I can already feel my my heart rate jumping. So, yeah. man, I, oh, I can't wait. Plus, we get to be next to Cash and Dax again. Definitely have to get some merch. If I get to meet them, be even better. But we'll see. FTR is the tag team, I think, in all of wrestling right now. So I, I, I've made this point to you guys uh, in our chat that we have that, like, I don't know what they're doing with the AEW tag team titles right now. It seems like they haven't really known what to do with them. Well, I mean, since since they were supposed to put it on the Hardys and then that didn't work out, so they're yep. kind of trying to figure out what to do with it. But Tony Khan must know that FTR is their tag team mm. right now. The crowd is demanding them, you know, during a lot of like tag team matches that are that don't have them in it. Right. Or, you know, if, a, if the Young Bucks are cutting a promo or something like that. So I guess the if I could find the, the best outcome here is, you know, have FTR be the face of this ring of honor then. Which like, I think is, is, I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. It seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, and as much as I, I would love for them, like I said before, to hold all four titles, I think Tony's trying to share the love a little bit because I feel I feel bad for these other tag teams that they're all trying, but nobody's winning a title. So giving it to Swerve and and uh, Keith Lee right now is good, but I would love to see those two versus FTR down the road. I think that would be one hell of a match. So that would be maybe it all out. Probably, probably. Oh man. So yeah, the thing with them dropping into the box, I will say. I go back to, and I think about, I'm going to get a little weird here, Antonio Inoki, or you look at uh, Vern Gagne when he, you know, with the AWA, you know, these famous bookers who also ran the companies, sometimes it was safer to have the obvious people have the title. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously give it to the Bucks, and then they get the big pin. Now, it would have been nice. Private Party still needs a title run. That's an argument for another day. But um, I think with Tony Khan, with what he has on his plate right now, um, let him get Ring of Honor situated. You know, there's plenty of awesome tag teams, and they did. swerving, swervingly. We'll let it. Um, I'm excited. The crowd was all about it on mm. Wednesday. Well, following that, this is where I think it's going to get interesting. Willie Uditing on Dean and Garcia for the pure championship. I love the rules of this belt. This is a fun belt. However, mm. the challenger, as we saw this week, is part of a group that doesn't follow rules. I think Very you're going to see <laughs> Daniel Garcia with the help of either Sammy or Jericho or whoever in JAS win the belt from Yuta. Because remember, Yuta's part of the Blackpool Combat Club. 
I we need another heel champion. I could see 2.0 sneaking in and, and helping Garcia win. Um, God, imagine like Brian Danielson showing up in Lowell, Massachusetts to try to help Will Yuta. <laughs> right? <laughs> just just a <laughs> random surprise. Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like there, this match has the this could be. I mean, obviously, we know that you know Briscoes and FTR will be number one. This match could be number two. Now, the second best match on the card, just because both of these men are ridiculous in the ring and throwing the unique um, pure championship rules. So I'm actually very excited to watch this live. It should be very interesting. Um, if I remember correctly, you get three breaks uh, from yes. three rope breaks, and I don't remember all the other rules. I got to look them up before. Before I come down to you yeah. guys, but if you yeah, want, it, if you want, I can run down the rules really quick now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this will be a this will be a first for me because I I'm just seeing these rules now for the first time. I know the I know the pure championship had special rules, mm-hmm. so like I've never seen a match with this championship. So this will be the first time I've ever seen anything that has to do with this championship. And well, that's exciting, lot. Sam. We we get to we get to yeah. watch we get to watch John Ellsworth. <laughs> So each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submissions, holds, and pinfalls. After a wrestler exhausts his rope breaks, submissions, etc., on or under the ropes by his opponent are considered legal. Mm-hmm. Oh, submission pin attempts are considered legal. Okay. No closed fist punches to the face permitted. That's right. Everything has to be yep. a palm strike or a forearm. That's right. Open slap chop slaps, open-handed slaps or chops to the face are permitted. Punches to the rest of the body are are allowed obvious and then obviously excluding low blows right the first use of a oh this is what i was wondering the first use of a closed fist to the face you receive a warning okay the second use of a closed fist to the face you get disqualified okay and the title can change hands via disqualification and count out and then last rule outside interference results in automatic termination from the roster for the wrestler that interferes See, that can still work, so, though, for 2.0. If they're not part of the ROH roster, doesn't matter. <laughs> remember, the refs That's never true. review the cameras. So That is also true. Yeah. And I have to, you have to remember ROH, I believe, they have the 22nd uh, ring out uh, for countouts instead of the traditional 10. Oh. There'll be a lot more fighting on the outside in, for a lot of these matches. Yeah, that should be... Yeah, man. That's Yeah, this is... This is going to be special. I love these types of things. The first time um, when they came back, that was the first time I ever watched a pure championship match, and I was blown away by it. I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, that match actually ended with the submission while the guy was holding on to the ropes trying to get out. So I'm just like, yep, I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm all for it. <laughs> I like what I'm seeing with Wheeler Yuta, so I'd, I wouldn't mind if he holds on to this championship for a while. Same. And, and- like and it seems like I, I feel like Daniel Garcia is definitely gonna get some warnings. <laughs> or at least at least one warning. Yep. You know. Because uh, this, so, be- this will be new for this will be new for him, probably. Yeah, it's It'll definitely not match. a sports entertaining match. So <laughs> right. No, it's not. <laughs> we got two more. Uh pretty much I think the selling point of this this pay-per-view right here, Samoa Joe J Lethal for the TV title. Um, two Ring of Honor originals going at it hand in hand. This would just be a banger classic. I think Jay Lethal is taking this belt. I agree with you, Sam. Um, yeah. Joe, Joe's had that injury bug ever since he came to WWE, and unfortunately, it's followed him 
to ROH and to AEW. And as much as I love Samoa Joe and Sam, you know, I, I touted his everything's from the from the rooftops. Jay Lethal, I, I, if I remember, is the longest reigning television champion in ROH history already. So it's an easy fit for him to take this title belt back. He's also got Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh in his corner as well. And you know they're going to get involved in some capacity. So as much as I love Joe, I don't see him walking out with this championship. If he does, honestly, I will be surprised. Samoa Joe's always been a favorite of mine. But like you guys have said, he hasn't even been on television in what seems like a, a month. You know, I know they wrote I know they wrote him off for a while, you know, when I think Satnam Singh, like, or they one of the three of them, like, got him got him with a pipe or something like that i think they his, wrote him up when he lost in the what was it was it the aw tournament i think so yeah when he lost they attacked him in the back and we haven't seen him since yeah so that that injury bug is definitely following him so like we probably haven't seen him for that reason yeah and so i will be surprised if he walks away still as this champion like you know, you wonder how many more matches he has left in him. Right. Probably, probably not that many, you know, if, you, if he's going to keep getting hurt, which is unfortunate because I, I've always enjoyed watching, watching him wrestle. Mm. Um, so why not have a, the most familiar television champion, you know, get it here. Then, right. I guess. I mean, Jay's done a wonderful job, like just pulling this whole feud along with Joe being out. He's all he's been on television multiple times since, you know, especially lately. Uh, and I, I love the whole, well, Joe's not going to show up for work again today. It's just, it, Jay Lethal's so good. He's so good in the mic. Uh, and yeah, having him on television again as, as champion, I think it's, it's an easy fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed across the board. Now this next one, I mean, I think this one might be a little more difficult. Last but not least, the main event. The title uh, is on the line. Jonathan Grisham defending against Claudio. I didn't even know how to pronounce his last name. You guys are Castagnoli. Castagnoli. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm always gonna call him Claudio because I butcher that last name too. I'm like, nope, it's yeah. just it's Claudio. This can props go either Justin, way. Props, props to Justin Robert for saying that right every every Wednesday right? night. God, man, is, <laughs> it's insane. So this can go either way. Claudio's a fan favorite. They can give him the title, make him the first champion under the Tony Khan era. However, I personally think they keep it on Jonathan Grisham to get people more familiar with him. He's very talented. He deserves this title. He hasn't had a – he's been running throughout COVID. So right. I think he, he deserves the Ken to do the title reign right. a little longer. And the fact that now he's with Tully after turning on Lee Moriarty, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So you have – you add Jonathan to, to Tully's enterprise, and, I mean, I love Claudio – but I, I, I feel like this match will end under some type of shenanigan. It has to. And I also, I, I will have to say, I, I knew that Jonathan Grisham was short, but seeing him on television, I'm just like, holy shit. According to Wikipedia and everything I've read, he's booked at 5'4", and I'm 5'2". Oh, wow. <laughs> and I know they've always exaggerated their height, so I wouldn't be surprised right. if he was actually my height. Right. But still, it's just like, I mean, he's phenomenal in the ring. and. I love the fact that they actually did turn him heel because sometimes faces are just, I don't know. He was kind of boring as a face champion. So I'm very interested in this match. I think this will be probably one of the longer matches of the night. 
but I, I think Grisham will, will retain the title here. You're probably right. And you know, that's, I almost say it's unfortunate because I want, I want Claudio to have, to have that a world title run mm. because I always felt like when he was, when he was Cesaro in WWE, like he was, he was one of those guys in the middle that you just, you just did, you just wanted him to be more. Yeah. You, you always wanted him to be more. And, you know, he held on to the, the U S title, like once I think, but, and he just, he was there for so long and, and it always felt like he was just stuck in the middle and yep. fans knew that he could be so much more. Yep. There was upper management. So, didn't, they, they didn't understand him. They thought that he couldn't, you know, he couldn't pull with the crowd and the crowd had Cesaro section cards for what the last five years of him being there. I mean, the crowd knows how much, how great Claudio or Cesaro could have been. And they just yeah. refused to pull the trigger. I mean, one of his best moments is when, when he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, where he picked up Big Show out of nowhere and yeah. tossed him over the top. Like, I yeah. still to this day will go back and watch that clip. And just to see the crowd's explosion, like, I, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just, just talking yeah. about that. It's like, that right there is, like, how do you not pull the trigger on this man? Yeah. And they just, they never did. They even put him with Heyman. And it's just like, <laughs> so I think, I think of all the, the WWE guys, the ex WWE guys that Tony Khan brings in, I, I hope that, I hope that Claudio is the one where at least Claudio is the one where they do something with him, you know, finally have his world title run. Right. And I think it helps establish this version of ring of honor because I, I think a lot of wrestling fans will be like, Hey, I know who that is. Right. You know, and they see they see this person as the world champion and that draws interest into into this version of Ring of Honor. So then I'll pose a question to you. Do you think that Claudio is to ROH as Jericho was to AEW when AEW was started? Could he be that name to pull people in? He has the opportunity to be. That's he could. Yeah, I it's tough because well, Jericho Jericho has, I mean, not, not saying that Claudio doesn't have a lot of history with the business because he absolutely does. Right. But, you know, Claudio is a big Ring of Honor guy. You know, mm -hmm. he hasn't been in Ring of Honor in over 10 years. So I think he could be that guy for, you know, for Ring of Honor starting out. Definitely. Another company I would like to see at some point, maybe either if they have some type of, you know, collaboration or even being folded into ROH would be... Uh, Shakara, which is another place where Claudio was from. So I'd love to see those guys pulled into here too at some point. I don't even know what Shakara is doing anymore. Um, they used to be all over the news. Now all of a sudden it's kind of like they're just faded away. So I would just love to see more, more stuff like that being pulled in. So Tony, if you're listening, I know we get those Jacksonville, Florida downloads every once in a while. Go after Shakara. <laughs> Well, this, uh, I don't know. The, we usually do picks and, and we usually, you know, Scott and I are really confident with this kind of stuff, but I'll tell you right now, I don't really care. I'm glad we're going to a ring of honor show. I'm glad ring of honor's back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he'd cut the short it's dinner time boys, but uh, John, why don't you plug your, uh, plug your podcast while we, uh... <laughs> all right. Well, my podcast name, Sam is <laughs> you can't beat the classics podcast. So that. I'm going to say you, you can be 
your go-to movie podcast. So we have 15 episodes right now covering a variety of movies. You know, how we choose them is interesting. Uh, I won't tell you that here. You should, you, you could definitely go check it out, see how we make our picks. Uh, we have, a, and we also cover new releases too. We have about five episodes of newer movies as well. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. That's You Can't Beat the Classics. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes, guys. It's definitely worth watching, definitely worth mm-hmm. listening to. And if you guys don't already do so, please make sure you follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SLB Official and Scott as Scotty J Stream. We are on all stream platforms. If the one we are not on, please let us know, and we will put ourselves on there. On your stream platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why. Ship it Studios and Above the Ring is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Guys, this has been Above the Ring talking about Death Before Dishonor for Ring of Honor 2022. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.